Spring break, April 2019. My friends and I were sitting in front of the TV when the massive college admission scandals broke out and we sort of said to each other, wouldn't it be funny if we made some T-shirts to make fun of this BS? And we learned a lot of lessons. So number one is sometimes you just have to be in the right place at the right time. And I learned this with both selling the T-shirts and modelling. The modelling story is another one. But some things are luck. But most of the time it's sniffing out trends and pretty much jumping on them before everyone else and riding that wave to power. And so we did two versions of the shirt. The first one we had a lot of success with with the first semester. And then naively I did another version the following semester thinking that it would still be popular but our initial success with that first version was that we happened to be at the right event right after the scandals happened now I knew it wasn't a long-term thing but I was kind of over optimistic with the amount we ordered the second time through and sales weren't as dramatic as I would have hoped and so I naively assumed that, you know, sales would go in a linear fashion where it was like, okay, well, if 50 people bought these shirts in four hours, then how many could we sell over a whole semester? Oversimplifying, and I just multiplied 50 by the number of hours averaging it across and ended up ordering like 400, which was a big mistake. So with that in mind, don't rely on hype alone for long-term success. Once the chaos and emotion of a given event die down, sales will die down. And so it really got me to just remember, you know, focus on businesses that fulfill a long-term need that aren't going to be swayed by media hype or emotion or something that's very short-term. Lesson number two was look for channel partnerships to increase product value. So at big events like football games, the real hustlers come out to play. So you have African-Americans hawking football tickets, you have Mexicans cooking hot dogs, and then you have us selling satirical merchandise but when we were selling by the football stadium i thought it would be funny to start yelling out get a t-shirt and a hot dog for 25 bucks now it costs five dollars for a hot dog and twenty dollars for our t-shirt anyway but the simple act of bundling these items together increased the perceived value in the minds of passers-by so much so that someone actually came up to us and was sold on the offer. And so gave me the 25 bucks, gave him the t-shirt, grabbed a hot dog from the Mexican standing next to me and uh, the Mexican and I shared in the deal. And so when you're starting out, you want to align yourself with authority figures and people that can actually complement your products and services. So example that I'm using is, what does a drunk football fan want? Something to wear at the game and some greasy ass food. And so we can obviously sell merchandise, but we can't sell food. So we teamed up with someone who could and it worked. And so moments like that sort of made me smile, even though it is a small lesson. Number three, when you get popular, you will get attention. And it's not always the attention you want. I call this the law of crazies. For every hundred people, you get around one person that's actually crazy. But it's a good sign because it means that you're actually reaching enough people and you're resonating with enough people. And so... 
Sometimes you'll attract dumb people, the people who ask stupid questions like, now our T-shirt said, in on merit, and someone came up to us and said, who is merit? And so I just laughed when that person asked that question. And then you'll also attract people who want to buy. And to no surprise, these are the easiest people to deal with who just come up with cash already extending in, extended in hand, requiring no explanation, Quick and smart. And you'll attract the people who are too scared of saying no and just stand there gas bagging. And when you press them for the sale, they say, oh, great job, guys. I haven't got any money on me, uh, but I'll think about it. And so we got quite good at spotting these types out of the gate. Usually they sort of come up slowly, you know, no money in hand and sort of just ask, what does the shirt mean? It's like, if you don't know what the shirt means, you're not going to buy it. And so we just said, okay, see you later. It's sort of just a rule of if you're doing something, then you're going to attract a variety of people and sometimes you're going to have to deal with shitty people. And so that sort of leads into the fourth lesson, fourth and final lesson, which is only by being in the trenches can you truly test and iterate a product. So much time is wasted in trying to determine the perfect plan of action. Only to learn that perfection was a myth and that all the learning comes from actually doing, not from planning. And so it's a paradoxical lesson. I think someone said, nothing wastes more time than time spent on how not to waste it. And so a key example for us iterating was initially we thought students, all students would be the demographic. We found out it was alumni with disposable income. So then we thought it was all alumni. Then we found out it was smart and older alumni who got into college with their hard work. And then we thought selling right before the football game would yield the best results because of the massive foot traffic. Then we found out that because people had already spent their money in the morning on merchandise, food and alcohol and were already too drunk to function, they didn't want to buy. So we were marketing to the wrong people. And so we changed the time of day that we sold and we ended up increasing sales by 300%. And so constantly engaging with and refining the target market, you can better strategize efforts. And so that's why I love business because even if it's as simple as t-shirts, it doesn't change. You know, we had a product that solves people's problems, i.e. t-shirts that play into a bigger message. We have marketing, which was, you know, me dancing to music and signs on our wagon. And we had a sales distribution channel, which was on campus. You really just don't need anything else. Everything else is icing on the cake. You just need to get those three things right and optimize them. And the fundamentals, industry to industry don't change. People tend to overcomplicate. And so, yeah, they're the four lessons I learned and going forward have really sort of instilled that small business mindset and, and hustling mindset in me that I can carry with me into a bigger company.